yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our basketball segment of episode 86 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw. We got a lot to talk about here. Got a lot going on. Uh, so bear with me. Not as much as this this Cowboys Buccaneers game, boy. They finna send Tom Brady home today. <laughs> Tom Brady about to put his home on the market today. I'm going to San Francisco. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we talk about WNBA, NBA news across, around the league. Uh, we talk about everything. Well, the first thing that dominated the publications today was this disgusting dunk. Oh, what is a poor life decision? Oh, John Morant is like Allen Iverson with a 50 inch vertical versus a 40 inch vertical that Iverson had. John Morant tries to dunk on, or he's Allen Iverson of Allen Iverson was 6'4". Like, he dunks on everybody. He not only dunked on, who is this, uh, from the Pacers? Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Oh! Every time. Every time. Look at that. Oh, Jalen Smith, what were you thinking? I don't even know if I have the other one. What's the other one where he dunked on? uh, Well, he uh, almost murdered uh, Kevin Love. Yaka Pertle a few times too. Yaka Pertle said, "Yo, he ain't uh. get the minimo last time." This right here, Ja Morant is the most disrespectful finisher. Look at oh, Jesus! <laughs> it did told him you ain't get the memo last time because if you remember, Ja Morant dunked on Poto last year, just like this. Oh Sometimes my you, God! You gotta foul somebody. Yeah, so yeah. That's, this is the reason you got a hey, Yaka Pertle. Send a message, though. Just, I promise. You try me like that again, catching him. Dropped right there. Suspend me. I don't care. You're not. So, I, I have a family and child, I'm sure. <laughs> no way. I have a reputation. You think you're just going to do this to me? Hey, so this is the MLK issue. Day or not, I, don't, I don't care, bro. This is the man. issue that, this is the issue. This is the issue that older NBA players have with, the NBA in 1990 there wasn't too many people doing this 95 the only person that was really doing this was Jordan and that was after the NBA changed because in the late 80s early 90s anytime you came in the lane trying to dunk Sean like that Kemp. can you imagine him trying to dunk oh yeah Sean Kemp he was 6'10 can you imagine John Moran at 6'4 trying to dunk on Charles Oakley what that would have looked like or Dale Davis or Antonio Davis or Patrick Ewing, him up off the floor. Or Anthony Mason Clean up. I'm <laughs> four. <laughs> now, they had three people. Got one back. of these young bucks on the floor. I, I knocked the cool out of him. You'd have to fight every time. You'd have to fight every game. Yeah. And Jobby talking cash it, too. Like, can't hold me. You a sucker. Uh, You know, feline cat boy. He say all of that stuff. He say all of that wild stuff. That wouldn't have happened back in the day. Kudos to Yaka Porto, though. For at least the way he jump out of just <laughs> so Yaka Pertle, the difference between Yaka Pertle and Giannis fly, is fly your ass right there into the, the difference between Yaka Pertle and Giannis is Giannis gets dunked on all the time, but Giannis comes back and dunks on everybody else. Yaka Pertle, yeah. he ain't gonna do nothing but this, just get dunked on. You look like Sean Bradley from the Mavericks. That looks bad. Wait on it. That's the part about the Jalen Smith dunk is it's not really a physical dunk. 
It's just he jumped. He was in the air way longer than you. But y'all, the collision wasn't there. Like he jumped around you and you dunked over think, you. Yeah, you. Oh, you can't yep. play. You can't really guard that any better. He jumped to the right point. He did the right thing. The man just physically can jump and hang in the you air. You know, it's wild. You know, it's wild. Jalen Smith is like six ten. John Morant is six yep. four. John Morant and both of them jumped. John Morant was ja, head and shoulders say, above If you Smith. look at John's feet, Ja is, is prone and up and jumping up before Jalen's really getting off the ground. And that is, if you don't jump at the right time, it don't matter how tall you are. It's over. It is over. Uh, well, that so look like Michael Jordan come ja. fly with me. Boy, yeah, that hurt. You get laid out. But before we come move on to other NBA news, <laughs> hey, man, one of the greatest humans of all time, one of the greatest WNBA players of all time, uh, Maya Moore has announced that, her retirement. She ends her career a champion crazy. through and through. Four-time WNBA champion. Finals MVP. WNBA MVP. WNBA Rookie of the Year. Five-time All-WNBA First Team. Five-time WNBA All-Star. Two-time Olympic gold medalist. Two-time Naismith College Basketball Player College Player of the Year. Two-time NCAA champion. Jeez. What's wild is she took like four years off from the WNBA. Yeah. All of this stuff that all of these accolades would have been like 10 times more. She's like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders had every all the accolades and just walked away from the game too early. I wouldn't even say too well. Barry Sanders, the reasons are different. She walked away to make a difference in the legal system, where to be an activist for people that were wrong via our legal system, people of color. Yeah. Her legacy may go down as one of the greatest athletic humans of all time. By far. And I also think that they they should. They make all these movies about people. They should make some type of Netflix movie biopic about her. And, hey, man, I don't know who needs to know this, but these WNBA women need, a, uh, need statues, too. She definitely needs a statue in Minnesota. Or Connecticut. Yeah, y'all, I mean, and kudos to all the NBA guys getting statues, but these WNBA women need statues, too. Let's make sure we consistent. Across the board, I don't want that to fall by the wayside, and I don't want that not to be said. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, shout out to Maya Moore. Shout out to Ja out here just disrespecting everybody, Shudder, and everything else. What else we got? Speaking of Jim. No, we Smush Parker got a new job. Man, Smush. So... I have to be very wary of UConn got like seven NBA goats, <laughs> uh, WNBA goats. Uh, you're right, Kev. Yeah, that's the only thing about UConn women's basketball when it comes to statues. Like you'd have to just build like, like you know how like you have a bunch of statues that go oh, around no, the no, pavilion. No, 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 no. You'd have to put like just a walk, a Hall of Fame ring around UConn Pavilion and put all of them there. You're not getting a statue of UConn. You're not. We don't have enough metal. 
<laughs> it'll be it'll be every woman's basketball player ever for like 10 years and Gino at the top no yeah you're not getting a statue yeah. here there or Tennessee but those are the your, two places you're not getting yeah you get your your WNBA team should be worried about getting your statue here that's just the standard yeah man uh before we get to the drama let's let's shout out to Smush Parker so I have to when I speak about Smush Parker, you have to be careful telling the whole story because it involves Kobe Bryant, right? And the world still has not truly recovered or I guess they're just now coming to grips with the subtle, sudden death of Kobe Bryant. Smush Parker was a beast in college. I think he went to Colorado. Uh, I, I think they beat Duke at Duke. Um, he has a famous dunk where they called a, a charge when he dunked on Chris on um not Christian Lander he dunked on a Duke player and they called a charge and it was, it was and of course it was because they was cheating but um Smith Parker also was in the NBA and was really really good and actually had a budding career as a role player with the Lakers until Kobe Bryant went on public media and said, I got to play with smush Parker and pretty much doomed his career. Right. I mean, it's the yeah, truth. I mean, I'm you just don't speak ill I'm of the dead, but I mean, he was an asshole to smush Parker. Yeah. I'm happy now that smush is being one of three former NBA athletes to make the journey back to the NBA as official Bernie Fryer, Leon Wood, Haywood workman. He's working on being the fourth. Um, that's I like stories like this to end positively. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, this is the type of thing. It works out, you know. Hopefully, have a long career as an NBA referee. And yeah, he had an unfortunate situation, but seems to be resilient and made the best of it. I like the idea of former players being refs. I like that idea Me too, because you have someone that understands the game, understands the player's mentality. Imagine being Kobe and telling your daughter the best basketball player you've ever seen is Diana Taurasi. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, there's that UConn. There's a lot of best basketball players, and she's good. But when it comes to Smush, uh, shout out to Smush for for making it, working on his way back to the NBA. Uh, As we said, we like the idea of former players being referees because they know what to look for. They know what players are thinking. They know pretty much everything, everything about the basketball game. Not saying that you have to be a former player, but it helps. Kind of like football. My godfather is a referee. He played at A&T. He played at, he was a great football player. So when he goes and he referees games, he knows, he knows the intricacies and the ins and outs and what to look for to be a better referee. It gives you a, it gives you a, better, a heightened sense of situational awareness. For me, anyway, you know exactly what's kind of going on, what should go on, and you know how to stay out of the way of the game. As a referee, that in any sport or an official in any sport, you don't ever want to really be visible. You want to be hidden. You know, you want to be a part of the field, part of the you know part of the game, not be the game. Yeah, man. this ain't a game, boy. <laughs> 
Jesus. So Smush Man, Smush, we'll be following. We'd love to have you on the Splashcast. Uh uh have you uh talk about your story and your journey to being a referee and what actually got you into wanting to be a ref, man. Shout out to Smush. Salute, good brother. Salute, salute, salute. Speaking of people we support. Uh it's funny. Herder put them on a flight like an IG model. That is hilarious on so many levels. You're saying, well, what does that mean? Well, just take a listen. Oh, Herder put them on a flight like an IG model. <laughs> Kevin Herder with a fake of all fakes. He's just active. Oh, Herder put them on a flight like an IG model. I like Mark Who Jones. wrote this for you? How long you had that in the tuck? You know you had to have that in the tuck to, to the moment that you needed it. I was like, I'm... But go ahead. Finish, finish, finish. I like it. I like... For me, it just shows a, a level of awareness. You really care about your job. So, I don't... I think... I, I don't think he had this in the tuck. I, if, if I'm Mark Jones, I'm waiting until Sunday... 2 p.m. when I'm calling the Lakers versus the Celtics, and I'm that's when I'm I'm letting that one go. You got you got to Mark Jackson that thing. You gotta you gotta understand when you gonna hand down man down was hand debuted down, down. that debuted on Sunday. <laughs> that didn't debut on no Wednesday oh, on Ballet man. Sports. No shade. I'm just saying you want the national audience. I don't know if you want that here, but shout out to to Mark Herder and shout out I mean Mark Jones and shout out to Kevin Herder man. You got out. When you got out. <laughs> oh, man. Can we get to the handshake? Uh, So, y'all tell us what this handshake is. Now, KD is known to be in certain spaces that are in California that deal with marijuana. That handshake Imagine doing me, that in right, right in front of your, your... This is on camera in front of your employer. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The NBA no longer tests for marijuana. So I can, I can do yeah, whatever. But I mean, Kevin, plus Kevin Durant did a whole interview where he said, I'm high right now. <laughs> this is at work. There's no weed there. One thing, whatever you do in your free time is your free time. This man is literally at This is free time. This is warm up. Making up this handshake. That may or may not represent whatever it may or may not represent. We do not allude or assume here, but we see the handshake. And yeah, to do that at work on camp, and you know that there's a camera watching you. Congratulations, man! You're running that. You're running that operation, big man. Who 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 gonna say something to Kevin Durant? Nobody, nobody, <laughs> baby. <laughs> not a soul. You better not even look over there near Kevin. I don't, I don't care if the man is smoking weed right now on the floor. You better shut up. We done already lost James. We got Ben and he doing whatever the hell he doing. You better not say anything to Kevin. Hey, we man. just happy that he's around. Hey man, why do I get the rest of these home. stories? Why do I get the rest of these stories up? It seems like Ben Simmons has embraced the Draymond Green role. He is playing where he had, the last game I watched, he had five points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds, a block, two steals, all of that other stuff. That's all Ben Simmons needed to be. That's all they need you to be. They just need you to affect the game. Guard the best person 
and distribute the ball. I'm disappointed in the management of Ben Simmons. By I'm going to tell you right now, it's, cause, it's because the NBA is trying to be nice. They're really, they're being very nice to him. Nobody has done a hack of Ben yet. I think that there is, I think that there is at least yeah, some right. people. Yeah, you're right. Who don't want to see? I think a lot of people do not want to see the unraveling of Ben Simmons. They think they definitely they definitely are invested in him in his mental health. And I, I think the NBA is is doing very respectful of that. I don't know how long it 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 continues, because I'm gonna tell you, these regular season games where it doesn't matter that much. I'm pretty. I'm okay with y'all treating him with with kid gloves. But if you think that we're finna get into a playoff game, and I want ten nine eight seven six five four three two one, and and foul him on every play, I won't have to bend him. Hey, bro. I support all black men's mental health, but if it's about winning a championship, come hell or high water, dog. Let's get it in, big dog. You better make these free throws. We finna test you out today in front of the world. I still don't think he can do it. I think if it comes down to hack a being and make him shoot a bunch of free throws, I think he's gonna unravel. Yeah, man, he definitely will. So speaking of unraveling, we finally have some clarity on what's going on with the Hawks. And what's going on with the front office? Let's go here. If we can. Please don't freeze. There we go. The Cavs are eyeing a three-team trade that involves the Hawks, John Collins, the Jazz's Malik Beasley, and Karis LeVert. Malik Beasley would go to the Cavs. John Collins goes to the Jazz. Karis LeVert goes to uh, the Hawks. It's a stupid trade to me. The Hawks get smaller. Unless you plan on playing Jalen Johnson in that four spot, which means we don't have a backup four, you become the smallest team in the league by far. Can't do that. Karis Levert nah. needs the ball in his hands. So now you got bogey. Now you got bogey. Nah, we probably are smaller than the Bulls. You are about smaller. smaller. You got bogey, Karis Levert, Trey, DeJounte Murray, A.J. Griffin, DeAndre Hunter. You take A.J. Griffin out of there. So you have five players that have to have the ball in their hands to make something work. Nobody is a catch-and-shoot player. Nobody. That ain't going to work. That's not going to work. First of all, the exchange of Karis LeVert for John Collins is, is stupid. Oh, shout out to Cleveland. You guys would, Second, uh, I mean, the Jazz, you guys would be, no, because they, they would get Malik Beasley in that trade. John Collins would go to the Jazz. Yes, I know. The Jazz now have Walker Kessler at the five, John Collins at the four, and Lori Marketing at the three, 
And then you have Mike Conley, who you probably you're gonna move and get that space for the money back. And you have Carson, um, not Carson, you have Colin Sexton and a bunch of draft picks. And in this scenario, they don't lose Jared Vanderbilt. So he comes off the bench and literally guards everybody. Which I said if the the Hawks were going to move on from John Collins, you have to get Jared with Danny Ainge. Yeah, at least. Do not make a deal with Danny Ainge. I can't believe. Finish your thought. Just frustrating to me. I Once again, well, let's go ahead and get into the scathing podcast by Rick Buecher. That that will probably make a little bit more clarity to a situation that makes no sense. So, yeah, have you had a chance to listen to this whole Listen to the whole show? thing. So Rick Buecher uh, has a podcast. Shout out to Rick. Uh on the ball with Rick Buecher, where he is basically an insider for the NBA. And when we say insider, like he has connections to stuff that only is off the record. Right. Um, Rick Buecher in his, in his, uh, podcast says Schlink is assessing and assessing the team had come to the conclusion that they should explore trading Trey young. And that did not sit well when it got back to Trey nor did it not sit well with Nick Ressler, the son of Tony Ressler, and Landry Fields, who was the assistant GM at the time, who is now the GM. Uh, you, you have your hand raised? Oh, yeah. Who was the first guy who said we should probably trade Trey because we could get a haul back and we already have a good team? You were. You did. You were. So... So the guy who masterminded this entire team put this together, widely respected for helping put together one of the biggest dynasties of all time, one of the best dynasties of all time, the Golden State Warrior. I came to the conclusion before him. I don't be right, but I so? right. I don't. I don't. I don't think you came to the conclusion. I think y'all came to the conclusion at the same time. You said that the year after we went to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? I. It's been a very long, I, I can't rem- it's been so long that I've said that we should trade him. I can't remember when I didn't it was, no, say it was last year. Because the year before you we kept saying, Trey, we need you to do this, that, and the third, and he did it. When we went to the Eastern Conference Finals, he was getting everybody involved. Also, you have to realize that Danilo Gallinari also bailed him out a lot. I went back and looked at some of those games. Which is now just DeJounte Murray. I'm not even mad at the DeJounte signing. What I'm upset about is the nepotism that comes from Tony Wrestler putting uh his son Nick yeah, Wrestler in He ripped us a new one. In the begin in the front office, president of basketball operations at twenty seven with no prior experience. Then he was an analyst. Okay. Analyst. No prior, no prior leadership. And experience. did a couple of internships. Couple of internships, and he was an analyst for you. And now you're the president of basketball operations for the Atlanta Hawks. In Rick Buecher's inter, uh podcast, he also talked about them firing the Hawks lead assistant. I mean lead scout, who was responsible for finding DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Anyeko Kung Wu, Clint Capella. Everybody. Lead Scout fired him. You know who else? And you know who they brought in? 
Nick Kessler's best friend. The Kessler family, if this is all true, I'm sorry, wrestler. Walker Kessler, sorry. Y'all are wonderful people from it, and y'all from Atlanta. I got to make sure I don't get that screwed up. He went done with the high school. Make sure I don't get that screwed up. The wrestler family, if this is true, well, it has to be true because, I mean, mean, we're seeing all the moves. Unless he is the golden child and this they they start to come out and and win this is going to be awful you talk about death penalty this might be a franchise setting blunder by the wrestler family franchise you fired Schlink who was the front office employee of the year studied under Pat Riley you you yeah and it's affecting the players after the game today Chris Haynes just pretty much blatantly asked about it he says yeah there are things that are changing around around you guys you know what about the people who counted you out and DeJounte Murray basically said yes there are things that are changing around us we have no control over uh, the outside noise, we just got to do our best to keep it outside. He was protecting Trey. He was protecting yeah. Trey there. I mean, he has no control. DeJounte Murray also said, I come from San Antonio. I am not used to this. He said that last game. Yeah. He said that last game. I'm not used to this. Is a di- He said it in the nicest way possible. This is a different situation than I'm used to being in. Basically saying, I'm not used to all of this. What is interesting and, and what I'm interested about is now that all of these moves have been made and if you go if you listen to Buker about the podcast y'all it's 36 minutes I'm telling you you can listen to it in the shower by the time you get dressed for work you only look at the Hawks like they're stupid Trey Young is in bed with the ownership is basically what Rick Buker was saying and the writers (laughs) he's in bed with the the ownership and the writers, so that, well, Clutch Sports is in bed with the writers. Trey is in bed with the ownership. So, Travis Slink, well, it's a, as the GM. Yeah. It's a concerted effort on all parts. The GM is supposed to do whatever's best for the team, for the roster, whatever is best. Well, obviously, to me, the best thing, there's two things you can do. Blow up the roster and build it around Trey Young again or trade Trey Young. He came to the fact that Trey Young is the one that needs to be traded. Well, if Trey Young is the one that needs to be traded, but he's cool with the owners, that means you are probably going to be the odd man out. Trey Young is cool with Landry Fields, who's the assistant GM. What did he say? No. Now, all of a sudden, he's the GM. Kyle Corver is now the assistant GM, right? And I want you to notice that just very clear on what side they pick. First two was LP. He ran a foul of Trey. Out of there. Then Nate and Trey, they get into it. Trey doesn't come to a game. Next, Nate is talking about the end of the season, I might be out of here. We find out later 
the shrink has uh, the shrink has done the math and he understands that the guy who must go is Trey and he is immediately escorted out. There are two things that are very clear. If you're not on Trey's side, you outside. Oh, and oh, I forgot about and John Collins. Him and Trey get into it. He been he's been up for sale ever since then. <laughs> I just wanted to see that touchdown. Uh yeah, man. This doesn't bode well. What this does, what all of this means to me is Trey is never leaving the Atlanta Hawks. Ever. Trey is gonna be in Atlanta. Worst Hawks. case scenario. This has been such a bad year for me. First, Tra- y'all went back to back championships. Now we've had Trey sign the life pack with the wrestlers. I'm down to just the Braves. I mean, at this point, the Gators and lost two quarterbacks. So one had a child porn issue. The other one said the N word. Things are spiraling out of control. 2023. Be nice to me, bro. We just got here. You acting unruly as hell. So, and then I'm about to lose some more. So the way I say, when I say Trey is not going to leave the Hawks, he is basically, he he has he's running the organization through Nick Kessler. I won't be surprised if it's Trey Dejounte, and everybody else gets traded. I think he likes Onyeko Kungwu because he passes. You could tell if you watch the Hawks, you could tell who he likes. You could tell it because he passes. He does not like Jalen Johnson. He does not like John Clint. Collins. He likes Clint, and he likes Okungwu, or he tolerates Okungwu. And you say that he doesn't like Bogey, and he likes DeAndre Hunter. Everybody else he don't like, Trey does not pass them the ball. John Collins be w- wide open. That's also part of that is on Nate, too, because Nate be sticking him in the corner. But the Hawks but I, right I now are why now Because it's show. not just Nate versus Trey or, hey, there's Tony Wrestler and then there's Nate and Trey. It's Tony Wrestler, Nick Wrestler. Landry Fields, he he. Know, that's the reason I think Nate's out. I'm I'm done. Uh, I'm out of here. Definitely. When all this came out, and we I listened to Nick Buger. I was like, oh, well, this is that. Nate is definitely retired. Nate, I'm willing to bet a ten, a twelve pack that Nate McMillan will not be our head coach next year. Oh man, yeah. Unless we oh, win the NBA coaching championship like that for the rest of the season. Oh, he coach like he don't care for the rest of the season. Turn them boys up, Nate. Yeah, that's what he did. Well, the Hawks. Hey, y'all, and gonna now, fire, y'all gonna fire me anyway? I'm gonna go out on. Hey, I'm going out on my terms. And you know what sucks? The Hawks are now on a three-game winning streak, and we beat three of the teams that have historically given us problems: in Indiana, Toronto, and now the Miami Heat, who have beat us eight of the last nine times. And we can't close a game, though. We ain't, we win the games, but we can't close them. Let's be real. Well, I mean, we talked about that on the Atlanta podcast, the Atlanta edition. The Hawks still have an issue of ISO ball at the end of the game. The Hawks were by 26 points, and we won by, like, eight. Uh, and I just – but let me be very clear about this. Rick Buecher does not like Trey Young. Rick Buecher does not like the nepotism that is going on with the Atlanta Hawks, and he has made that ultimately – And he an does not like how the, the manipulation clear. of the writers either. He does not like the manipulation of yep. the writers. If 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 you want to hear some man, go type you know look up Rick Buecher, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Hawks, Golden State Warriors, 
and he lays it out there pretty clearly and pretty plainly, I would assume that Rick Buecher and Trey Young don't sit down anytime soon and, and have a cup of tea and talk about where basketball is headed. In other drama, <laughs> another failed experiment. Uh, tell me if you, uh, ooh, it could be the name of the episode, the failed experiment. Another failed experiment to me. People aren't saying it's a fail. I'm saying it's a fail. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves went and sp- spent, mortgaged their future for Rudy Gobert to pair him with Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and there's somebody I'm missing. One, two. Those are the guys. Those are the four. Those are the four. Four of the five. Yeah. If this doesn't work, somebody has to be the scapegoat. It's not Carl Anthony Towns. You've committed money to him. It's not Anthony Edwards because he's the best player on the team. It's not Rudy Gobert. Since since he's been there. It's not Rudy Gobert because you literally – San Francisco 49ers yourself with Trey Lance. You gave up the world for Rudy Gobert, even though the world told you that this was a stupid trade. So there's only one person left of where all the money is going that has to be the scapegoat. My man right there. Well, And it doesn't help that he hasn't been playing. Be he hasn't been playing that great either. Hasn't been playing that great, and they that rotation is going to be weird, and you're going to have to really get in there and figure that out to balance. You basically got three guys who best, but you know, the issue is Rudy needs to be in the paint, and that's where Anthony Edwards does the majority of his work. His best work is in the paint, and that's the reason it took him almost ten games before he got his first dunk. They they have ball movement issues. They have two seven-footers, which too slow I just don't think that they invested in. I don't necessarily hate that, but I don't think that they spent enough time to figure out how it will work. They didn't. This was a this was a desperation move. They didn't they didn't do their research. They just came up with, oh, well, this is a guy who's good. Let's put him on our team. Not let's think about how we can get this guy into a rotation and make this successful. I still think that there's a way that this works. But you got to be on some money ball. Uh, you you have to really look at the timing and the percentages and be able to figure out a way to make this work, like, rotationally. But you just think that you're going to put these four guys on the floor together, roll the ball out, and it's going to figure itself out. No, you're going to need some next-level stats and some weird rotation. Where does D'Lo go? Which I think he's obviously do. out of there. Where does D'Lo go? L.A.? I love how the Los Angeles Lakers traded all of the baby Lakers for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is hurt. And now in all of these trades that the Lakers, that LeBron is trying to force, they possibly have to go get some of the baby Lakers that you got rid of. D'Lo would be Uh somebody that they need. Kyle Kuzma would be somebody that they need. It's funny. I, I like him in Miami. Who Miami gonna give up? What is Minnesota gonna take? Fat oh, Lowry? No, 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 not trade. He's a defensive stalwart. I mean, 
I, I could see Kyle Lowry in Minnesota. He could get them right. Kind of moving. I feel like kind of moving shit around for the sake of it, moving it. Well, I mean, that's where they are. Unfortunately, that's where they are in terms of moving shit around for the yeah. sake of it. They got to get rid of something. You can't, and we just went yeah, through. You, you can't gotta, get rid of the you, other three. Orlando. Yeah, you could call Anthony or Suggs or Preacher Man or. You got to get a point guard back. Nah, you you got to get a point guard. You get Suggs. You can get Suggs. Not giving you call Anthony because he's tough. I'm not giving you Preacher Man because he's eight feet tall. You're not getting none of these bigs because you don't want them. You got you had too many already. Yeah, you can take Suggs, and then he's a guy who can probably play off ball. There's one less person who needs the ball in their hands. I don't know what he what he does for you. Other than I would say I would say Houston for Kevin Porter Jr., but that's just a locker room from hell <laughs> with everybody else. And Kevin Porter Jr. will break Rudy Gobert <laughs> for D'Angelo Russell. Kevin Porter Jr. will break Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Yeah, uh-uh. and he he want, he's the guy who wants the ball in his hands. I, well, he's a I point guard. I mean, you need a point guard. D'Lo has the or ball in his he's, hands. You got to have a point guard. You could always send him to San Antonio. I mean, that's purgatory. You could go there. They have players that San Antonio always has players because they draft well that they're willing to part with for draft picks. And they're in the Victor yep. Wimbayana tank stages anyway. So, I mean, you could go there. I don't really know. I, you could send him to New York for, like, nope, because they got Jalen Brunson. No. Yep, he's not going to New York. Clippers, they're looking for a replacement. John Wall hurt for two weeks. Reggie Jackson. Boy, he, that'd be it. He's just They can't. The Clippers don't too. got no money. He's a, D'Angelo Russell got paid. That's the other part. Yeah, that's the part. He's expensive, too. So you got D'Angelo Russell. I mean, the Timberwolves are kind of stuck. Kind of stuck. Speaking of drama, we talked about uh, uh, the Heat. Dwayne Dedman got mad and threw a massage gun on the court, y'all. Look, he gets mad and he gets into it with Spo. Mid-game, getting into it with Spolstra. Getting into it. Told him to get out of here. But he got mad. Pissed off. Brr, smacking stuff. So there he walks off the court. As he's walking off the court, my man just says, F it, and throws. You know how mad you got to be to just toss that joint mid-game? Just there's, right there? He don't care about y'all playing right now. That mug was right there. What I don't understand... You know, this is how you, you to make it to the NBA. You got to have supreme confidence in yourself. For Dwayne Dedman to think that he's good enough to be able to throw a massage gun on the court mid game and think that you still gonna be able to play. You notice he played today and he didn't play at all, <laughs> and he's not. That's fine. Healthy scratch. He, he understood. He understands that he can go. He all he can get on a roster. He is a veteran big man who plays good defense. We know because he used to play for the Hawks. Hell, he could come back to the Hawks. That Derek Favor spot or that Frank Kaminsky spot. I'd much Kaminsky. rather have uh, Double D in a heartbeat. He's a good defender. I would he calls rather have Eric <laughs> Now, 
there is an undertone here of things that nobody is talking about. And that's the fact that this is, you know, Jimmy Butler is one thing, but Dwayne Dedman and and Spolstra, that's a that's a Russian standoff. The, number one, why do all the Heat players say they can talk to the coach like this? And why what conversation are you guys having where players need to talk to you like this constantly? Well, I would much rather have Spo, who is not afraid of confrontation with any player. Jimmy Jimmy Butler is, for all intents and purposes, the Trey Young of that team. He is, not in terms of how he plays or whatever, but he is the franchise player on that team right now. Maybe you could argue Bam, but Jimmy is it. Jimmy is the heartbeat of that organization. Him and Spo went right at Jimmy. Threw the clipboard at him, cussed him out, yelled at him mid-game. That's what you need with the Hawks. You need somebody to go at Trey. But also, the difference is Spo has Pat Riley. Backing him, 100%. 100%. And there's nothing you You can do about it. You've been here longer than everybody else. You started out as a video guy. What you say goes. And and, and Miami, they make it very clear. Nobody bigger than the organization. Nobody. Because we're going to retool and then find somebody else. But if you're good... You stay here forever. And we'll pay you. <laughs> yeah. They will pay you. Uh, other drama. There's been a lot of drama. Scotty Barnes is wild for pointing in Graham's face and saying, you you not him. So they got into it. You can't talk to me like that. Uh, he said, I know you. Yo, what are you doing? Come on, bro. What you doing? Nah, don't do that. <laughs> what? You? You not him. You are not You him. are not him. I, now I got to prove to you that I am him. I'm Hemothy. Didn't Scotty Barnes go to Florida State? Yep, sure did. Where did Grimes go? Florida. I do not know, but I think they might be in this Florida. same draft Grimes went to Florida. Oh. So there's that smoke there already, and they know each other. So for him to say, boy, I know you, I know you. I know you not him. I've known you not him in turn. And I'm not saying that's not, not game wise. Cause I know Grimes actually, no, he went to Houston. I know Grimes actually shoots. Grimes is, is Grimes is a good player. He went to Houston, not, uh, or maybe that's Kev responding. What did Grimes go to high school? But it's also, I mean, Scotty Barnes. From he went to Kansas. I'm sorry. He went to Kansas. He went to Kansas. He went to Kansas. He ha- he hasn't really evolved that mid range. He's been a little fr- he was frustrated versus us. He he was hot. I think that he's coming into that point where he was the rookie of the year. Now has that pressure and trying to get to that that next level. And he plays the same position. It's probably like yeah, he kind of plays the same position of all the guys who are good on his team. OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. They all but I mean, that's, but that's their player. philosophy, though. They always get all the same player. They get the same two through five. Yeah, but it's difficult to elevate your game to the next level when there are two guys who do the exact same thing you do. Yes, but the way that they view him is somebody that could have the, have the, have the. Uh, 
Uh, shout out to YouTube for finally catching up. They view him for somebody for somebody that can have the. Uh, he's supposed to be the person with the ball in his hands. He's supposed to be the distributor. Yeah, but so it, but so is Pascal, and OG no. needs the ball to score. Pascal is more of an ISO player. Scotty Pascal Barnes is team assist. That's not good. <laughs> That's not. Good. That's what I'm telling you. They're all all of the guys kind of do the same ish. They're mostly like two point ish scores. They can kind of create. They can kind of score in kind of weird ways at the basket. But if if Pascal's at the basket, that's the same place that OG needs to be. That's the same place that Scotty Barnes needs to be, and whoever they play, they got. Well, I guess most of the time Siakam's playing the center. Uh yeah, it's, it's just it's a weird. Nah, Boucher, team. Boucher, Boucher don't start. It's a weird team, and they about to blow it up. Now, now that y'all willing to trade? Be searching like circling like vultures. If what y'all are willing to blow this? stuff up, hey, if the Hawks are have to get rid of John Collins. Wouldn't mind Scotty Barnes or Siakam. Scotty Barnes or Siakam. Scotty Barnes plays better defense. Yeah, but Scotty Barnes can't shoot. Motherfucker hit eight threes against us. Six threes, whatever that was. And Scotty Barnes and Scotty Barnes still on a rookie contract. Not getting Scotty. It could work, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if you, don't get, if you don't get rid of an asset, you get rid of the older asset. It would be Siakam. Or it'd probably be Ananobi actually first. Then Siakam. Then Scott. We don't need Ananobi. No, uh, we don't. Uh, but they talked about it, oddly enough. Right. So, moving on to the Lakers. Russ called his brother out of the crowd to come down and confront a courtside fan after telling him to watch his mouth. Multiple times. Look at the nod. Come on down, brother. Come on down. Him right there in the green shirt. In the green shirt. <laughs> also, right how there. do you expect this to happen, Russ? I'll tell you right now, you think you're gonna tell your brother to come down here, man. I'll be down here ready to fight your brother because I'm sue I'm suing you. You think that your brother gonna walk down here? First of all, I got enough money to have these floor side tickets. I got enough money to get the right legal representation. And there's the a video game. of you sending your brother At the down Lakers there. Game. All right. Send him on down here. Might get whooped. We are going to court. I'm called call the authorities. And go ahead and put my PTO in because I'm not going back to work. <laughs> and this is a game all. they lost too. They're getting blown out by the Nuggets. <laughs> Quietly the best team in the West, I believe. Not going point. back to work. Just like don't look like Tom Brady should go back to work. Uh, <laughs> we finna live off this money that came to us. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And the final drama filled. And hold on. Uh, Before we get all the way out of that, the NBA has to do something about this. About You can't people. allow him to do this. Because if he does get that man jumped, that's your fault. No, it is not. The NBA is going to say that is the security's fault of the LA Lakers. The he LA is Lakers on your floor with your no, jersey. You. No, I'm telling you, the the Lake, okay. the NBA will be like the the Lakers 
and the what is it? It's not. A, is it the Staples Center? It's not Staples Center now. Is it still Staples Center? Nah, no, the crypt, the, the crypt, the crypto, the crypto, the crypto center did not have adequate enough security to protect me when a player tried to get me jumped. The well, NBA is gonna be like, what, what else can we my do? Brother head ass. Well, we'll get to it. But moving on, man. Enos Canner. Yeah, you better beat me like y'all stole it, cause I'm finna get all y'all money, boy. So there's been a few things. Um, outspoken ex NBA star Enos Cantor Freedom Moe's suing the league as Turkey puts a $500,000 bounty on his head. Another one. This ain't the first one. Remember, he played with a bounty on his head. What's interesting is this uh, ESPN analysis NBA owners' mom on China relationship have more than $10 billion invested. There's so much going on in this article that I read. Um, It's a lot. I couldn't imagine me Edith Cantor playing and you have a $500,000 bounty on your head. Yeah, that. That's super wild to know that every day when you wake up, when you go to sleep, there is a bounty for half a million dollars for your murder. That's terrible. And well, with that said, said Enos Cantor is one of the few people that actually call out LeBron. Enos Cantor calls out everybody. And, He's called out. That's the reason he has Le- a bounty on he his He called head. out LeBron, and LeBron shut the hell up about it. He was like, mm, don't want that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah talking about, about China? <laughs> yep, and Nike. Yeah. Uh, Enos Cantor yep, has and, always and, been outspoken. Uh, he called Erdogan, who was the leader, he called him a dictator. Stepped on a photo of him at a protest and dubbed him the Hitler of our century. <laughs> that is a lot. Yeah, that's I mean, just for Turkey. Yeah. He's also called out China, he has, the NBA, and other NFL players. And he's not wrong. Same thing that J- uh, Jalen Brown said. We did not care about morals. That's brand new, and it's not brand new. It's conditional. Okay, how and where can we make some money? We'll look the other way on the sweatshop for the sneakers that we make, but we are a humanitarian company who do our best to spread peace and freedom all the way around the world. Are we? We need Enos Cantor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me being facetious for those who did not understand. <laughs> yeah. What my a answer, stop. My R was facetious. So, man, uh, I don't know everything that Ennis Kanter is going through, but nobody deserves to have a, uh, a bounty put on your head for the world to see. That means he can, and he's from Turkey. He can never go back home. I couldn't imagine that. Never go home. You can just never go. He can't home. leave the country. What are you talking about? He had, he was in the NBA. He had trouble playing in Canada. You talking uh, about try to leave. Uh, shout out to the NBA. I'm not gonna talk about uh, continuous, continuous USA for the rest of his life. Shout out to the NBA for being a part of NBA for being uh, uh, starting up and pursuing NBA Africa. I don't know if I should give shout outs to you because I got to see how this is gonna work out first. Um, but no, I definitely it's definitely a shout out because there are African players who are going over there trying to get their best and brightest. I mean, you know, as we kind of link it back to the Toronto Raptors, 
that's how many of their players have been found. Masai Ujiri has gone over there and found a, a gold mine. Uh, oh so, yeah, big ups and, and tons of support to NBA Africa. Uh, it, it, the offices are going to be housed in Egypt, uh, which for y'all who f- somehow forget that is Northern Africa. Uh, <laughs> Want to make that very clear. That is Northern Africa. Uh, but I, I'm excited about this, and I look forward to the leaps and bounds of things that happen with NBA Africa. I think yeah. that they have a gold mine of, of players, and I think that they will, you know, they're going to provide some competition and some new great players to the NBA here soon and very soon. Yeah, Vice President and Head of NBA Egypt, Mohamed Abdel Mardaleb, uh Salomon, is opening the league's first office in Egypt. Uh, he said, being part of the NBA Africa and opening the league's office in my home country is a dream come true and something I've been working on, preparing for my entire life. It's interesting that Zaire Wade, son of Dwayne Wade, Bijan Robinson, son of late Rockets BJ Johnson, and Manute Bull, son of Manute Bull, are amongst the prospects taking part at the Basketball Africa League Combine in Paris today, uh, which was actually yesterday. Dang, they brought the card out for Russell Gage. Dang. T's and P's to Russell Gage, former Falcon, now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's been laid out. They're bringing the card out for him. But, um, yeah, this is just another thing, man. The NBA is expanding the horizons. If you've watched the NBA over the last 20 years, you've seen, I mean, the best players in the league right now are Giannis, European. I'm, I'm sorry, foreign. I ain't going to say European. Foreign. Uh, African. His, his, his parents are from Nigeria. Now, that Greece is by way of. Yeah, we know. Um, uh, uh, Luca, Joker, uh, Embiid. Those are your top four players. And and he's from Cameroon. Those are your top four players, and they're all either from Europe or Africa. We already talked about Pascal Siakam. Uh, if you want to just take it to North America, I mean, SGA out there in, in, in Oklahoma City is like the most improved player. Bam Adebayo, yeah. although he, he grew up, some of the, he's mostly, his family from Nigeria. Um, yeah. Bold, precious I mean, Adriu, precious tons, Achua, yeah, Bobo. tons of players, Damn. yeah, who who come from Africa, and I think that they found out, hey man, there are probably more good players over there. Let's go over there and start a league. I mean, as much as I think that the influx of European players is because there's a concerted effort to go over there and look and find the best European players. I think if you take the same time and effort and look into the players of Africa, it works as good, if not better. I I think there's only a finite amount of spots in the NBA. And if you go to Africa, now this is just me and my blackness. Some of them European players is going to get weeded on out. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just there are certain things that you can't do. Like, uh, what's the dude that plays? Let's go back to that. I wish we could go back to that tennis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a seat, my friend. Um, but it's true, man. It's true. But yeah, so, I, go ahead. Let's get to football. I think we are, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the basketball segment, man. Of of the around the league edition of episode eighty six of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Oh. And we also have an announcement while you're here. We've discussed this 
We are releasing the ATL edition full episode because we normally only talk about two of the three teams at a time. The Around the League edition, we are going to start releasing them in segments. So we're going to release the HBCU segment. We're going to release the football segment. We're going to release the basketball segment all independently. Same day, still all going to come out on Thursday. But you'll be able to listen to it in maybe 30-minute blocks and smaller intervals or watch it in 30-minute blocks and smaller intervals versus um, – Versus, uh, yeah, sneaky, we said it. Versus actually trying to listen to two or three hours. Now, for those that are tuned in with us, Monday nights, we appreciate it. We love it. We love interacting with y'all. We get all the texts uh, that you send us to talk about. We see the we see the tweets. We see everything. We appreciate it all. Um, T's and P's to Russell Gage again. Uh, he hurt his neck on the play. I don't. I, he had movement in his extremities, from what I saw, or at least one side of him. Um, so we'll, we'll keep that with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Listen to the sounds of the splash cast 12 pack, uh, as we get ready for our final segment, the football segment, y'all stay tuned. Peace. 